welcome to another piping hot bowl full of jambalaya. I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. And today we have a special guest with us. And if he would like to introduce himself, why don't you go ahead and do that for us? My name is Lyndon. I have no last name. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> so impressive. We have such a uh, such a impressive list of guests on this show most of the time. Oh, wait. Actually, Lyndon, you are the first guest on the show. Our best guest. Really? I, I, yeah, he actually cool. is the best, best guest. Best guest. <laughs> That's my best. Best guest is the best guest. Best guest. But my best guess is that Lyndon is the best guest. He's the best guest. That is my guess as well. I guess so. Jesus. Look all over the fucking place today. All right. <laughs> I like guest jeans too. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Don't answer because I'm going to tell you. Paula Abdul. Well, oh. oh man, she looks good. That cat. Oh, I'm you know, sorry. Wow, yeah. that cat in that yeah. video. I mean, I like her personality a lot so oh. much. Such a beautiful mind. Anyway. Yeah, like Russell Crowe in that one movie. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about comic books, comic books, comic books, and black people in comic books. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, not specifically black people in comic books, but diversity in comic books. Yeah, I like diversity. Do you? Because I feel like saying that, you you just probably don't feel very strongly about diversity in comic books. It doesn't... I like my comic book characters like I like my printer paper. <laughs> Wait, off-white? Printer paper comes in all different colors, too. <laughs> exactly. That's how ah, I choose to interpret that, was that the joke. <laughs> That yeah, was the joke. Sure. Good job. Good job, man. Oh, that no. was a deep one. <laughs> I, it doesn't bother me either way, because it, it doesn't affect the character in my brain. I think you're... I think that opinion that you just had is the majority of people's opinions, but like so much in the world today, it's not the majority of people that get the most attention. Yeah. It's just like those people like on the polls just screaming, well, why does Thor have to be a woman? When did Spider-Man become black? Why is Professor Xavier in a wheelchair? Why What's does up? this horse have Thor's powers? Oh, is that a, oh yeah, also, why, is, Bill. why is he so much cooler than Thor? <laughs> that was also okay. So kind of like on a weird tangent. Well, not a weird tangent. Like when uh, Thor Ragnarok came. Yeah, when Thor Ragnarok came out, uh, they showed like where they were, the arenas were. Um, everybody remember like the uh, mountain that they show with the faces on the mountain. One of them was Beta Ray Bill. And people got really excited oh, about it. Yeah. And also, I do one, not recall that actually. And also, one of them was a uh, the I think it's the guy with the mohawk, the purple guy with the mohawk, the champion. Gladiator. Like ah, yeah, about, that's what it is. About the, about the gladiator. Uh, what? <laughs> From Rocksteady and Bebop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I saw him in my brain, and I couldn't figure out what that was from. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, another weird tangent since you brought up Rocksteady and Bebop. I feel. Have any of you guys read like the Ninja Turtle comic books? No, no. I know it's more violent Holy than the TV show. Holy shit! Super dark. I mm. should read it because it's not very long, right? It's One like, of them got murdered. Really? Like they cracked his shell open and everything. Oh, <laughs> it was real whoa. graphic. Don't tell me which turtle. Like I'm not gonna tell you. It was it was Donatello, but no, it wasn't Donatello. But anyway, it yeah, was the Fuchsia one. For anyone who is considering. Well, for anyone who is a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there is a comic book, and it is very graphic and very good. 
I should. Yeah, I'll go see if I'm gonna see if that's at my local library. It might be. There's comic books Could there. <laughs> Brought to you by me, who works. At the I'll be on the side. The only reason I'm laughing and pausing right down. now is because Cody is a he is a city worker. He is a library. Sunday, Sunday, I'm a library man. <laughs> oh man, yeah, man. I used to I used to be big into the T M N T. That's the. You make it sound like version. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm high on TMNT. <laughs> All right, Yay! so I guess back to uh, the main topic. So one of the things that I always hate when people get angry at like stuff when um when stuff tries to become different and diversify, specifically with comics, is when people are right when they're just like, "That's not gonna work. No one's gonna ever read that. They're gonna lose so much money." And then five months later, that exact thing happens. I cannot be more pissed off when that happens because that's basically what happened to Marvel when they did like their all new, all different run. Then they tried to integrate or implement all of these new characters. It's really weird too, because like bringing up Thor, Thor is a Norse god, which I guess Norse god would be a white guy, but it's still like gods and aliens and whatever. So if you're thinking about, like, I want that person to be like me, but it's fantastical, and they don't need to be human at all. In fact, they're not. It's like, it's it's it makes sense if you feel like you hate change and you want the character to look like you, but in uh, the end, the abstract is it's just not. It's not like you at all. It's was, like fantastical, yeah, crazy uh, shit. Like, that's, a, that's where my standpoint is. Like, it doesn't matter at all because these are fictional characters, but at the same time... I understand. Okay, specifically in the case of Marvel, people got I don't well, they got mad of mad at it for all kinds of reasons, but the reason one of the biggest reasons they got mad at it was because Disney made the choice where it was just like we're going to force these new characters down your throats and by that like the way they did that was they just basically removed all of like the most iconic characters. So like Iron Man got put into a coma and he was replaced with the female black lady Iron Man, Riri Williams. And then Captain America, I forget what happened to Captain America, but he, no, Captain America just gave up on me and Captain America for a while. Who yeah, decided to it sh- was the Falcon was yes, the person. In Sam Wilson became Captain America and Miles Morales became, well, Miles Morales became ultimate Spider-Man. He didn't become like the Earth 616 Spider-Man. But then the universe has merged at some point. Yeah, so because Miles happen. Morales like got really popular. That's also a really weird situation to where the Spider-Man like replacement got way more like way much more positive reception than the than the other well, new characters it's it's more so because miles started off kind of like boring and as time went on his stories got a lot better really yeah all right because i kind of came in late to the whole miles morales train so i guess i just caught on when he was like I guess when he was good, basically is what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, in the beginning, people were upset. I was gonna say, they well, were they very upset. Damn. Okay, I thought. I guess that makes sense because if you're thinking of a new character, like they're not gonna be great at first, and then if you're replacing an old character somebody knows with a new one that just nobody cares about, like you're kind of 
you're welcoming people that are going to be mad that just like the old thing because it's the old thing they knew. So it's like Miles Morales, they had time to make him cool and then the character to actually get a following. And then also just because they had that weird universe thing, there was like two. It wasn't like you had to pick one and then that was it. Yeah, You could have both. Which like, I have some sympathy if you grow attached to a character and you feel like it's not the same character. Because there's a weird thing to where it's like, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Spider-Man is Miles Morales. One is, I think he's half Cuban and then half black. Or he's like, he's Latino and black in that comic book. You traditionalist white cisgendered. I know when you say I'm just saying it sounds white racist, but I'm just saying milk toast. But is it cracker? (laughs) You whoa 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 whoa! Easy there, man. You honky ass peckerwood. Oh no! How dare you judge these this company for trying to institute just a little bit more diversity into their roster? You're How right. Dare you? It's very black and white. I'm dead. <laughs> well, I think Spider Man. Spider Man also gets a pass because there's just so many of them. Oh shit! That is true. I watched a movie about that. And like, again, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. Like it's not like. Like how you were saying, um, wait, what did you just say? Um, Cody? Who no, did no. Cody just say? Um, the Lady Iron Man. Riri, uh, Riri Williams. Yeah. yeah, how they just like removed Tony right Stark and then that was it. That was your choice. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Spider-Man, it's like even if you don't like Peter Parker, it's like the Scarlet Spider. You don't like him, there's Silk. You don't like him, there's Gwen. Mm. don't like her. If you really want to go on the fringe, there's Spider-Man Noir. He's pretty cool. You don't like him? There's Spider-Man 2099. I was about to say, yeah, are you just going to forget cool. about Spider-Man 2099? No, he's the best. I was going to say, yeah, I was gonna say he had like the best. Well, he does have the best costume, and also I think he was, I think he was the most diverse character before Miles Morales because fucking Miguel O'Hara, half Irish, half like Puerto Rican or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like that seems pretty diverse to me. <laughs> And, but even, and even then, if you don't like regular Spider-Man, you can just wait until someone decides to put him back in the symbiote suit, and then he's different somehow. <laughs> he's the black Spider-Man. <laughs> I respect... Wasn't oh, Doc oh. Ock Spider-Man at one yeah, point? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Superior Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, good job, London. Yeah, that was a pretty good run. Isn't that isn't that still going on to where, like, then people enjoyed enough to where he's now, like, moved to California or something? And he's just like superior. He's he's Doc Ock, but he's also superior Spider Man now. Um, I'm not sure on that one. I thought that run ended. Maybe it'd be just remembering that. Does it just look like a fat dude in a Spider Man suit? Because the way Doc Ock is drawn, he's no, no, like with, um, with a bowl cut. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was something similar to the way it happened. Like in the, I mean, if I'm thinking of like something completely different, it might just be in the original Superior Spider Man one, uh, the Superior Spider Man run, but. The thing that I'm thinking of is that Doc Ock got into someone's, like, a different body because he embedded himself into someone else's mind. And then he, like, used his genius, basically, to turn himself into, like, give himself the new body, all the powers that Spider-Man would have. And he kind of, like, his time, the, the way the plot is, 
is that his time that he spent like as Spider-Man, it kind of like, I guess, awoke something like benevolent in him to where he's just like, all right, I can, I can get down with this, you know, protecting people for a little while and like stopping villains. And I'm still going to think that I'm just like way fucking better than Peter Parker at this because I am, <laughs> because I'm willing to kill people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds, in- I need to read those comic books. And yes, that was a reference to an earlier conversation that we had <laughs> in this very room. We can bring that up later for its own podcast. No, we won't. Bye. And you know exactly why. And I hope the suspense is killing anyone who's listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Was Eddie Brock ever Spider-Man? I have no idea. I don't believe so. He was Venom most of the time, and then he became anti-venom a much better version of venom (laughs) that's not true i like him though wasn't his thing with like isn't anti-venom like can he just like cure symbiotes or just like cure everything was that one of his powers um he is deadly to symbiotes ah okay hmm hmm i think he can he can cure people ish Mm. Like, I do remember him, like, healing drug addicts. Wait. Like, getting rid of their addiction. You turn into a three-headed freak, but you don't want drugs anymore type of situation. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I do seem to remember that there was a situation that happened, like, near the end of the, uh, like, his run as Anti-Venom to where something happened to Peter Parker, and then they, like, gave him... And then Anti-Venom Eddie Brock shows up on the scene... And he's just like, well, I can heal Peter Parker, but if I heal him, it'll take all of his powers away, and he won't be Spider-Man anymore. Hmm. Am I remembering that correctly? I don't know. We'll look it up later. Anyone who's listening to this, immediately go read every anti-Venom comic that is in existence right now. All 12 of them. What if Matt Matt Murdock got bitten by a radioactive spider? That'd be super cool. I, I guess he'd be a Spider-Man. What if he just <laughs> cured his blindness and that's it? I think it? he'd just be a better version of Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> he would be he would be um, practicing law on the ceiling. <laughs> Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Mm, big bird. <laughs> but anyway, diversity in comics, guys. Diversity in comics, yeah, man. I uh, I think going back to the the like Spider Man Miles Morales and the thing that that Spider Verse was the name of it Into the Spider Into the Spider Verse like I think that was a good example of it because the way it did it there wasn't Miles Morales was the main character but it seemed like all of the Spider people in that uh, movie were like at least seemed equal which makes me think like. Maybe the issue is if you say there's just one version of the superhero, that's the problem because then it turns into like because if that's the superhero, I want it to be my person that's that superhero, which is like a natural reaction. Or it's maybe it's better if it's like you find a variation, or if if I don't know I have some sympathy for how the character is and how you follow them. Like change is annoying at that point if you feel like you're changing the character too much. Because there's, like, backstory for Miles Morales to where, like, it goes into his family life at the beginning of the comic book. And then, like, Peter Parker also has family life. Although, 
they're not it's like they grow up in different places but it's kind of the orphan syndrome for both of them i think to where it's like their uncle or someone in their family a figure father figure dies and then that kind of like influences how they behave from then on why does uh why does miles morales go by his with his mom's last name because how else are you gonna know he's half Mexican? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's not Mexican <laughs> or it's half a... Puerto Rican. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you know we can edit that out, right? Because ah, <laughs> <nope. laughs> because how else would you know? We can edit that out, right? <laughs> that's how that's gonna go. <laughs> We're gonna we're not gonna edit that part out. Just the thing you said right before that. <laughs> and then on the website I post, I have the secret tape of what we But honestly, out. I based this off of nothing. I'm sorry I interrupted you, London. But I based this off of nothing. This is just a thought that I had right now. I feel like that they were trying to, I guess, attract both. Latino readers and black readers by doing that because if you look at Miles Morales you're not going to think that oh that kid's obviously half black half Puerto Rican you're going to think oh that's a black kid and then you automatically like get black people interested once again this is just me just spitting straight off the top of the head so you automatically have that but you also want to appeal to the other half so you have to give him something else that's like noticeable so you make it a part of his name Miles Morales and so you get that aspect of his personality or that aspect of his identity too. Which yeah. I don't know if it's like it's a kind of a commercial approach or just like more audience. But then I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily if they actually go into it and then try to make it reflective of that person they're representing. If it's just like, yeah, it is Puerto Rican and then that's not reflected at all in the actual character mm-hmm. beyond the name, then it's like, yeah, that's shallow and bullshit. But if it is, then okay, cool. I like the way that they did it with Miles Morales, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like if they had been like, oh yeah, no, uh, this is the new retelling of Spider-Man. He got bit by a gay radioactive <laughs> spider. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You like that they just gave him his own like brand new backstory? <laughs> I guess yeah. there's enough it about it that's similar like, to hey, Oh, by the way, I'm gay. <laughs> the spider is from Morocco. <laughs> Matt really, has lover. Some, Matt really has some serious feelings about how they made Iceman gay all of a sudden. In, oh, really? Did they do that with him? What? Yeah, they did. I hate you. That's a, I did not know that, man. Oh, really? Oh, no. okay. I believe you. I totally believe you. I, I'm more... The only thing... The only one that I know is... And this is from a show from The Flash. It's like um, the uh, the captain or whatever. He's like... I don't know. There's just it's like some like throwaway. Like, it's like, oh, by the way, I'm gay. <laughs> no, I don't think that was it. It, it was, was like, um... oh yeah, I have to get home to my husband. It was like such a throwaway line, but it was like clearly just that sort of thing. Like, we got to make sure people know he's gay. Yeah, I mean, I never saw that episode, but I've seen that done in like other shows before, and it's uh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It just feels so unnatural, you know what I mean? Yeah, it I feels very forced in a sense that it's like they're just trying to meet a quota. 
I'm, I like the way you use the word force because that leads me into, I guess, my biggest point and why I respect Disney so much for doing what they did. All right, so it's basically a combination of Disney recognizing that they are just like this behemoth, the behemoth that they are, so they can just really just pour money into whatever they want. And nine times, eight times out of ten, it's probably going to be successful. So you have that. And then so that probably influenced their willingness to just be like, all right, people are pro people are reacting badly to this and we're losing a little bit of money, like going this route with the diversity route. But at the same time, we want to play the long game with this. So we're not worried about the typical demographic like males 18 to 35 or anything like that. What we're going for we're going for like these five and eight year olds who are going to grow up thinking that Thor is Jane Foster, who are going to grow up thinking that Spider-Man is Miles Morales and Peter Parker and all those other people who are going to grow up thinking that Iron Man is Riri Williams, who are going to grow up that the Hulk is Amadeus Cho. That's who we're going for. And then once they grow up, that and will the be their new, new superhero, <laughs> SoundCloud rapper man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He's not one of my favorites. <laughs> With the power to sprout new face tattoos <laughs> on a whim. I like where you're going with this, but it it's not like it's benevolent by any means. Oh, no. Like, this Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just like the comic industry is, like, constantly dying for some reason. Mm. And what better way to get more people into it than appealing to them? You appeal to the wider audience, and then... The diehards can just deal with it. Exactly. Just keep it throwing exactly. shit until something sticks. And because it will. I mean, if you got enough money to just like a bury into it and just keep throwing it at it, it it will. I, I mean, like, it's weird because I think you can look at diversity in two ways to where it's characters, which kind of turns, it can turn into tokenism and then be like super kind of obnoxious cody said the t oh, word absolutely. I said it. you son of a sorry were you waiting to say it well, no but i, I mean <laughs> continue like you can look at um maybe the growth of stuff that's not marvel dc like there's other comic lines that just have like a lot of diversity of characters maybe not like that reflective but it's more de diverse than the mainstays so even if like dc and marvel is milking it you can find more like diversity in terms of creators if you go to Image or Dark Horse or Boom or Dynamite. Like there's there's a lot of different people that make comic books. That is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But I'm still gonna say my response to your comment about the tokenism. Okay, so I feel like tokenism, specifically in comics, only occurs when you have I guess minority characters operating in very like limited throwaway support roles <laughs> not when they're like meant i mean because not when they're meant to be like the main like lead characters i don't like i don't think that that happens then but if you have i don't know uh if you have like who's someone that i can think i'm just gonna make someone up if you have captain america and then he has his like oh sidekick negro jim you mean then falcon <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yes, his name is Anthony Mackie. 
that's who I was thinking of, but I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> but I like I actually don't think that's a fair representation, so I'm just gonna go with my my made up one. I don't no, think he's a good standalone character. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> He was okay. I read the first two issues where he was Captain Jesus, America. that's almost worse than saying nothing, Kodu. <laughs> it was okay. I read the first two issues. That was, that was Not fun. okay enough to read the third issue. Wait, I did guess. you wait? Did you read the first two issues of Sam Wilson as Captain America or Sam Wilson as the Falcon? Did he have his own comic book series oh, of the Falcon? Probably, but I think I read it when he was the first few issues where he was Captain America. Ah, okay. So he had moved up. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So I think tokenism only happens when you put minority characters in throwaway roles and not like make them the like the lead characters. Right. It isn't like it's a choice by the big companies to do it, which kind of makes it dumb when they're like, "Oh, we lost audience because we tried this thing." Where it's like, "Yeah, but it's a long term kind of plan." Like, yeah, we'll get it back though. <laughs> right. Like you go lose a little bit of money because some people don't like your decision. I mean, it's like, well, that's probably fairly fucking obvious, mm. right? But not to them. Do you have another example of what you would of consider tokenism? a token? Yeah. No, that's actually like I was gonna end it right there is because that the, the penultimate all, example. Because <laughs> all of my other examples are just gonna be fictitious, made-up things with just very offensive names, hmm. and so I'm not gonna say any of Please. those anymore. It ends at <laughs> Negro Jim. Okay. <laughs> but those are really like like I've hit all like my main points as to why uh as to the reasons why diversity in comic books like probably like has trouble at first and why it's not <clears throat> like outwardly or initially successful. But it can be if you are willing to invest in it. But I would also like to talk about we spend a lot of time talking about Marvel comics. Let's talk about DC Comics just a little bit. Because the thing that happened with them is that, like, it's almost... The thing that happened between Marvel and DC is that it seems like it's almost like a uh, a perfect experiment to where, first, you had Marvel doing the all-new, all-different Marvel, where they're going to, like... Where they're going to implement these new characters and just force out the older, iconic characters. And then people didn't like it. And then DC saw what Marvel did... And so DC said to themselves, okay, so we're not going to make those mistakes. We're going to do what people, what the people claim that they wanted, which is we're going to have new characters. But we're going to just like put them next to the more iconic characters. We're not just going to straight up like find a way to get rid of these older inside characters. established universes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to put them inside the like in yeah, inside the uh, the locus of these main characters. So, I guess with the um, who's the first one that comes to mind? So, what's that? What's the, the uh, Batwing? Was Batwing? That yeah, yeah, Batwing. With the uh, with Luke Fox, Lucius Fox's son becomes uh that came out of Batman Incorporated and that just Luke Fox's son becomes I guess basically an international Batman. I enjoyed that series a lot. Uh, he wasn't the first one to be to assume the mantle of Batwing, but he was definitely the most popular one. And well, I enjoyed that run, even though it was written so well, and I enjoyed all the stories, but nobody fucking read it. Uh, why? Because because why read that when you could just read Batman? Yeah. <laughs> 
that is probably that was the thinking probably that's probably is exactly what happened like why would you read about batwing when you can read about batman yeah but like i've read a lot of batman recently but at a certain point like batman is the same story over and over and over so like at least if you have a new character you can do something new and that's even i think with and i didn't read a lot of like the marvel reboots but like even the um going back to to sam wilson <laughs> like it was still sam wilson but then he's captain america so it wasn't the same character which was nice but and i think that's the difference is like you don't you can still have the same universe but if you have just a new character that fits within it within it it's interesting because it kind of helps dc's thing where it's like batman superman batman superman oh batman and joker again batman's not gonna kill the joker because he can't uh and and it's just like the same story over and over so like i don't know i i like that approach even though it seems like people don't necessarily buy it with which also makes me sad i feel like there are a lot of examples of this but i can't think of any off the top of my head of like this whole scenario of prominent character is not necessarily a move to the side but a newer character exists in proximity of them mm. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. I like what they did with Nightwing. No, <laughs> sorry to go back to Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Mm. Like she idolized Carol Danvers, so she took the name. Carol Danvers gave it up and just became Captain Marvel. And even though they're kind of tangen- tangentially related, her story is her own. So hmm. you can just read this if you want to read this. But if you want Carol Danvers, you can just go read hers. You know, and they make appearances occasionally, but it's just like giving that person or that character the room to breathe and grow outside of that other character's shadow uh, works yeah. better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah don't have to build up to that like name recognition if it's yeah. just a separate character move to bloodhaven <laughs> do your own thing I mean, at some point we had to do an episode about made up comic book city <laughs> i mean think about it like how great would daredevil be if he was just on spider-man's turf the whole time <laughs> he would be uh what's the word i'm looking for irrelevant <laughs> oh. i guess he, he would be a Blind lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <sighs> How'd you get here so quick, Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, you can swing. You see, I was wow. gonna say, you see those buildings? I swing from them. I was just bawling down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go that fast swinging from buildings. I go hun- 120 miles per hour, <laughs> just swinging from buildings. <laughs> just oh, you ran kitchen. a 5K last weekend. <laughs> Cool, man. <laughs> Neat. Real cool. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I, I swung over the entirety <laughs> of it in two seconds. I was the guy that handed you that water, cup of water. <laughs> Do you guys think that people won't read new stuff unless you force it down their throat? If you only read your... I think if you're... Maybe if your habit for comic books is you read those characters you like and only the characters you like... Um, which is actually then they wouldn't comic book readers. No, no. that's not true. <laughs> I know. 
But I... then maybe it's the reverse reaction to where they wouldn't because they feel like you're taking something away from them. Hmm. The way that I read comics is I just pick an author that I like. And if he's on there, yeah, I'll read it. Sure, I don't care what it's about. Hmm. It's an easy hmm. investment because you can just read the first issue of any comic book series and just be like, meh, meh, and then decide if you want to stick with it. I never understood that. And I know a lot of people. I would say that most people... Well, I wouldn't say most people. I just know a lot of people who do the thing Lyndon does where they'll pick an author and whatever is about that author, author, they will pick, they will read immediately. I never understood that. Mostly because, I don't know, because I know that person, like, in my experience, just because I enjoyed something about, like, this one dude doesn't mean that he made something that I'm going to enjoy later, so I don't invest in that person. I mean, it is a guarantee, like you can, you can just not click with something that somebody wrote. It's after the thing that you loved. Um, so yeah, I, it's like it's all rolls of thumb so that you don't waste your time. Yeah, it's true. But like some people have just that pedigree. Like that is, tr- if you saw one Scorsese film, you wouldn't be like, oh. Another one of these films by this guy? <laughs> I was going to say no. That's probably <laughs> exactly how I would react. Like, oh, he made another movie about similar things. What? You know, oh, honestly. His movies are amazing. That's man. a good point. What? Because, yeah. I mean, but they I are mean I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying that, like, they're all in the same. Like, he's got a very specific wheelhouse that I mean, he does not leave. Like, uh, like I don't know s- about that. You saw Armageddon and you were like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Steven Spielberg again. Oh. I feel like like Gangs of New York is not the same as uh Goodfellas. Was it about a gang? It's about the mafia. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is about a gang. Was it about a gang in conflict with another gang? I mean, yeah, it was about people, okay. so <laughs> you know. So I guess let's let's just generalize. It was about some people, so yeah, it's like every other movie ever. I like My Casino because it was just about business owners that were dealing with problems. Are you told me that movie's about people as well. <laughs> Fuck! What am oh, I gonna no. watch? Was Casino's uh, Casino? Oh, uh, was Casino? Did it involve a lot of gang activity? Maybe. Okay. What, what do no. you define as a gang? Yeah, a, a gathering of people. <laughs> uh, I would say it was assemblies. All right. Did because it involve... Avengers is kind of a gang thing. Okay, yeah. so did it involve organized people involved in organized crime? Ah, they seem pretty disorganized. Ah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> did it involve differing perspectives from people? involved in organized crime i mean i don't understand where you're generalizing like goodfellas mob movie departed irish mob movie uh the casino mob movie it's casino uh, yes. casino sh- whatever it, they're all the same um oh, mostly name another scorsese movie did he do black irish Black, Irish, black mass oh is. black mass they do black mass he no that was somebody else okay uh, i think he did raging bull 
He did. Uh, uh, okay, that was not a movie about organized crime, was what it? What was this? Yeah. No. What was his first big movie? Godfather. Uh, no, that was a, like Mean Coppola. Streets or something. That might have yeah, been. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that his his it seems like he has a very very uh defined place that he works in. I mean, creatively. it's. I mean, it's, yeah, but I I don't know if that's I don't. I'm not I, saying I, it's I a bad thing. I want to say that you're generalizing, like, to an extreme, maybe, because none of those movies are similar, in my opinion. I mean. Taxi driver. Uh, yeah, that was, but it's relative, right? Because I think it's like there are similarities, sim- similarities between Martin Scorsese movies. And if you don't like those similarities, you probably aren't going to like those movies. Yeah. But they're not exactly the same. So, like, I feel like maybe, maybe like Goodfellas and Casino are yeah, like kind of similar. Those are pretty similar. But like The Departed and Gangs of New York are not really similar. Uh, <laughs> similar subjects. I guess they kind of are similar. <laughs> Which one of those movies is similar to The Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, yeah. That was the, oh, I didn't know he directed uh, yeah. that. Okay. None of them, then. None yeah. Those are similar to The Wolf of Wall Street. All right. I'm not going to rethink my opinions about Martin Scorsese because he's not worth it, but... You just miss out God on I mean, that's just like... <laughs> I feel like it's like, it's like saying, like... Oh, yeah, Spike Lee only makes movies about black people. Boo. (laughs) That is a half-accurate statement. (laughs) But it's not the same black people. (laughs) I was going to say they're not the same black people. Are you saying that... Wait, God. Did he direct Crooklyn? I don't even know. I think so, yeah. Okay, are you saying that Crooklyn... Days and uh, no school days. School days. Uh, do the do right the right thing. thing. Mo better blues. Inside man. Inside man. <laughs> She's gotta <laughs> have it. She's gotta have Black it. Black Klansman was actually was, was Spike Lee. Let's Black Klansman. Are you saying that all these movies are similar or not similar? <laughs> I just I don't even know where I'm going. With this Spike anymore. Lee has thoughts about stuff. <laughs> Spike Lee has thoughts about things that involve black people. Yes, huh? and he expresses okay. them in his movies. Slightly related. Go. Have any of you all ever seen the cover to Jungle Fever? Yeah. Is it just like the hands? Yeah. That's hilarious. A white woman's hands touching a black man's hands? (laughs) Unforgivable. I love diversity. All right, I hated on it that hands. note, we're gonna wrap <laughs> oh up this. Oh my god, who's that in the door? Oh, it's an Antifa member. He's coming to punch Kyle. Oh no! <laughs> like I wish you worked Sorry. at a publication and said that, and it was on the review for that movie. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't somebody to show up and confront you, and then just like walk up, be like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Kyle." Sounds like a white guy. And then walk up. <laughs> And with that, with that comment, we're going to close this conversation about diversity and all of its benefits. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, wait, I was going to say something earlier, I feel like. Oh, yeah, okay, here it was. Uh, Damon Wayans as Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayans. God. I hate you, Matt. <laughs> 
I hate you so much, Matt. There we go. Directed by Spike Lee. Imagine <laughs> that. Just let that sit. Think of that until you listen to the next podcast. I feel like it would probably be directed by a Wayne's brother. It would be. It would be released on Netflix. <laughs> Do they get Jim Carrey as the Riddler? The Riddler? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Do we get Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Who would be Two-Face? Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, no, yeah. yeah. Again. Carl Weathers. <laughs> we get the corpse of Heath Ledger. Oh. oh. Wow. Too soon. Wow. It's been like yeah. 10 years. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll make my closing comment first on diversity in comic books. One, I feel like mm, probably the best route to ensure success is to force it down people's throats at first. Otherwise, they probably will overlook it, not because they're bad people or not because of some unconscious racist reason or any shit like that, but just because... People are used to Iron Man being Tony Stark. People are used to Captain America being Steve Rogers. And anytime that there's any change in those things, they automa- they automatically have some kind of uh, defensive defensive attitude towards it. So really, the only way, if you are a business and you want to grow your brand and appeal to, like London said earlier, and you want to appeal to as many people as possible then you're going to have to do you're going to have to be willing to take that hit and make that sacrifice and just be like all right we'll be the bad guy for like for about a few years and lose a few uh millions hundred thousands of dollars but we're gonna we have faith that it's gonna pay well we know that it's gonna pay off in the end because another generation is gonna come behind this one and then the only characters they will know will be the ones that we instituted right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, I guess my, as a reader, ultimately, like, I'm... I, I, I like, I think of superheroes and characters, like, if, if the superhero is tied to the actual person, like, if you change Bruce Wayne to somebody else, then it's a different character. So, like, I don't want somebody to just change in terms of just tokenism and say like there's diversity now. So really like, if you go to the extreme and then you're like, Well now there's the um Asian Superman and now there's female Superman and now there's black Superman and now there's gay Superman, like that doesn't that doesn't really help anybody because the characters aren't that interesting, I think. It's, well, if that's the only defining thing about him, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you saved it with that. If that's the only defining thing yeah. about them, but at the same time, like, I'm from gay Krypton. <laughs> it's the gay spider part of you. <laughs> become gay spider. <laughs> but at the same time, it is good to have like those. It is good to create those characters because then you can do like what you said. You can build these interesting stories behind these characters that come from a come from a different perspective than like what people are traditionally used to in comics but i'm sorry yeah but i mean going with that if you treat the fiction as a as a thing because it's like the whole idea of like a hero is they put on a mask and then they're that other identity 
then it's already built in that it can be any person who's wearing the cape or the mask or whatever. So, like, if you just treat it that way to where you're saying it's like, this is this person and this is how they approach, like, the identity of superhero and then this is the resulting identity of the two things combined. That's interesting. Like, it's if you could find some way to just recreate kind of the Enter the Spider-Verse over and over to where it was just, like, different spider... I guess because it, it's not all of them were men, so it wasn't all Spider-Men. It was like Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, other Spider-Man. Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig. <laughs> oh. Was it so, Spider-Pig or was it Spider-Ham? Spider, I think it was Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's where all of them are, are equal, but then they're different, which makes it more interesting. It's like that's the best approach. Or if you want if you want to talk about somebody's like life experience and background – also, it might not sell as, as well, but like I would also be interested in just a new character that's about that person and where they're coming from and then like them as a superhero. But just tokenism is the worst. Like I don't think that serves people very well because it's not as interesting character and then you also piss off people that just feel like you're taking away that character that they already had. It makes my butthole clench every time you say tokenism. I hate tokenism. I, I just don't understand why I can't use quarters. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> What's your opinion, Matt? I hate tokenism because uh, I just don't understand why they can't just tell me how long I've been sober. <laughs> oh, uh, liver hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think uh, I think Spider Man is a is a really good is a really good place to start because because Peter Parker, it's nothing inherent with him. He just he got bitten by a spider. It could have been anyone. It's not, but it's not like Tony Stark. It's not like just Tony Stark randomly. You know, got all the technology his dad had and was a billionaire and you know is super smart. There's like no, that's like a specific person, you know what I mean? Whereas like anybody could be Peter Parker. I mean, anybody could be Spider-Man, sorry. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it feels that way like about a lot of characters. Yeah, like you're saying, like nobody else can be Bruce Wayne. I mean, I guess maybe somebody else could be Batman, but. Yeah, somebody, there's other been, been other people who were Batman. Like Dick Grayson. Dick Batman. But those sort of things, like, I mean, I guess, I guess, like, in that way, like, Steve Rogers, you know, he doesn't really have to be Captain America. Yeah, he is his own character, I guess, out of being Captain America. But, I don't know, like, I think, I feel like the Spider-Man stuff did it believably, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. And naturally. I don't know. More organic. Yeah. More organic. Yeah. Organic. Organic. I don't know. Well, I think that with diversity in comic books, it's great power. No. It's <laughs> fine. It's just I know this is relative, but as long as you make it good, people are okay with it. Like that makes you sense. You use the word tokenism. Like, don't just be like, here's the black guy character. There you go. 
and he's just like, I'm black. Are you like, happy? Like, I don't want to read that. <laughs> I'm sure no one else wants to read it either. Like, just make a cool character and develop that character into something instead of just like a throwaway token. All right. <laughs> All right. God, I thought I was done. I got dragged back in. Uh, right. my, my, my problem with tokenism <laughs> is uh, I'm not a big fan right of up. The Hobbit. <laughs> oh, damn it. I think okay. you mean Tolkienism. Oh, yeah. Say it differently. But anyway, this will be my last point responding to London. All right. That is, I hear that more often than not when people are just like, well, just make it good and it won't even matter. People read it. I, well, I know that that's not true, mostly because you have to get people over that initial hump of seeing something that's different than what they're used to picking up. And if they don't even pick it up, then they won't even know that, like, this is a good story. Like, all right, so obviously this is my personal opinion, but going back to the Batwing story is when uh specifically when luke fox took over like as batwing the batwings before that eh, not that great so it's uh, i guess it's understandable but when luke fox took over and they changed writers oh my god it was some of the best writing ever and then they kind of noticed that and so they really started to like hype up like you know luke fox just like what come and read this but i mean i guess the water had already been like soured by I forget even the even the character's name who became Batwing before him but the thing was you have to get people my point is you have to get people interested in just like even picking up the comic book <laughs> before they are like they can make a call on whether or not it like what the contents of it are good and I think that is the like, the hump that a lot of people won't get over I mean well, it, uh, two things in response. All right. Miles Morales. The initial thing that got people to pick that up was making him black. Like, it was all over the internet. Spider-Man's black now. Mm. That's what got people in. What helped them stay was actually writing good stories. So, I guess my point is like saying good is relative. What you like might not be what I like. Mm. So on and so forth. But if you don't if you're just gonna make him black or anything else and then just go back to the same boring writing, of course I'm not gonna want to see it or read it. Like I didn't read Batwing, but like I said earlier, like why would you read Batwing when you just read <laughs> Batman? <laughs> it's more the reputation of Batwing, the character. I think it's the, yeah, it's the two. It's uh you might get people to read it if it's different, but then if it's bad, they're not going to keep reading it. Mm. What was I say? Or it could be um, pretty comically bad. Like, a lot of people love Deadpool, mm. but there's a certain very vocal faction of people who like Deadpool when he was a more serious ca- developed character before he was like a meme lord <laughs> or as someone refers to him as Waypool uh, Daniel Waypool. Way Waypool yeah 
the uh, the writer, I think it's Daniel Way, uh. when he became a meme spouting idiot. <laughs> I mean, that's fun. I like it. A lot of people, well, a very vocal amount of people did not like it, but Deadpool's still popular today. Yeah, it's like they made it Mad Magazine. Change it to Deadpool. <laughs> Last thing I'll ask. With the Miles Morales, when they first introduced him, they do that whole thing to where, like, in the ish first issue, they have him, like, be Spider-Man and just do Spider-Man shit up until, like, the very end. And he just, like, takes off his mask and is just like, you've been watching a black Spider-Man all this time and enjoying it. How do you feel? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if they did that. That's why I'm asking London. Do you Outrage. know if they did that? Um, I don't think that was the case. Okay. There was a big lead up to the death of Peter Parker. Ah. Uh, hmm. This Spider-Man just seems like he can jump higher. Jesus. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's an extra muscle in the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I was bred for labor or something. I don't know. God, edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> Edit that out. I thought about going with the full quote, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right. And that is going to wrap up this episode of the Jambalaya. It has been a uh, fascinating ride. A very special episode with a very special guest. <laughs> Lyndon, introduce yourself again. Even uh, though I just said yeah, your name. Yeah, I'm Lyndon. <laughs> I have strong opinions about comic books. <laughs> Some would call them cool opinions. Some would call them correct. <laughs> well, I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. I'm and the guest. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>